What's up, everybody? Taco Tuesday here at the big show. Fired out of a cannon as always. As if you'd know if it was April, August, September. Just pull the Rolodex, man. We are always bringing the smoke. Fastest show in MLB. Absolutely anywhere here. Call for the pen HQ. Redheaded stepchild of the Hammer Betting Network. Another big thank you. Grazie. To our friend Rob Zola. The pizza man bringing you the large round. That's me at John Legaza on the Bird app, formerly known as X or something like that. Right now, I am just a fount, a legit fount of information. The baseball football overlap is going on, but it has not stopped the funk when it comes to the national pastime. All the data, beautiful stuff we're bringing is 100% free right now. Yay! Check it out. Get to Google Doc. Bring it up. You can follow along in real time. The pitching data, bullpen data, team stat data, implied totals, algo results. Like, I mean, come on. It's a lot. Thank you very much for jumping on board with us. Brian E., Brian Rose, Jeff L. 300, baby. Rich Clark and BGC bringing up the rear, my boy. Where we give the books nothing, but we take from them everything. I mean, we are, we are the book's absolute worst nightmare. Right, and sometimes it's not always reflected in PL, but the sharpness of the crowd, right? People kind of getting better at this as we go, right? That's the books will easily eat a loss if they know you're going to come back and do something stupid tomorrow. You know, FanDuel got cracked on that field goal parlay team thing, but they turn it into PR. You know, what they don't want is people realizing that those bets are really stupid, right? And it hit, and like it's not going to hit again. All right. Let's do it. Nuance and context pouring out the nose when you roll with us. Rate, review, and subscribe because that ish matters way more than it should. Like way more than it should. Shouldn't really matter at all. I mean, I guess whatever. What are cartoon fingers worth nowadays? I mean, again, more than more than they should be. Let's dive into it. Full slate. I don't even know how we do this. What kind of gosh? What kind of crazy person <laughs> would, would take on you know fifteen games every single day? OPMG would. We see a capo in the house here at the restaurant where the chefs eat. You know, sharpest crew on the web. I like, absolutely. I'll take that one to the bank. Put my money on that one. Let's go get it. It's the Halos. Patrick Sandoval on a bump plus 180 dog against Taj Mahal. Bradley minus 205. Favorites for the Rays. You know, it's funny. The books may be starting to listen to the show. Bradley, the surface stats, out of whack. Five and a half ERA, one four whip. Well, the indicator is pretty strong, though. You know, 3.7 Sierra, 3.7 XFIP, 29K to 9 walk. 9 walk's not great, but anytime you're over that 20K minus BB, you're doing something right. Lots of fly balls, lots of barrels for Bradley. That's where he's gotten in trouble. Other side, Sandoval, his indicator's up near five double-digit walk rate, as always. Not getting ahead, as always. But he does keep the ball down and keep the ball in the yard. I've gone after him and gotten stung a couple times. Sandoval, seven ERA last 40 days, five and a half Sierra or worse. Bradley, all his indicators at, let's call it, four and three quarters. I like Tampa, but I don't think I could get with the juice on this one. Other part of that formula, of course, is the offense, LA offense in the tank right now. 205 batting average, 627 OPS, dead last expected Woba versus righties last 30. Other side, Tampa Bay starting to get it going. 108 WRC plus, just a bit better than average, but you know, everything's kind of mad. The disciplinary stuff is mad, too many ground balls, but they are starting to hit the ball hard. 
another one of those kind of indicators, especially for the Rays, right? When they're like lifting at all and barreling at all, that's when you get with them. 10% barrel as a team last 500 PAs for the Rays. So I couldn't get with the money line. I did end up betting on the run line because then you get into the bullpen. It's a huge mismatch here. So, Jay, let's go with the Rays run line. It's got to be even money. Minus 105 probably at worst. Halos, nearly 5 Sierra, 1-5 whip last. 52 innings from the pen. Rays, 0.6 ERA. Yes, 0.6 ERA, 0.73 whip last. 45 innings, one-fifth of a homer per nine. So that'll do it. That's enough for me. Rays... You know, in order of magnitude, better than the Angels. Again, we talked about it yesterday. Trying to aim for competition as well. Although, stupid me, you know, I bought some of the Brewers. Right? I score a run. I didn't want to play the White Sox because they weren't playing for much. And that was like the easy smash. So, what can, you know, like, what, what can you do? Again, you know, right, I mentioned it. You didn't have to take my L's also. When I mentioned the downside to trying to be conservative as far as ticket size. Right again, I'm not going to push up against volume betting working in baseball. I'm not going to do that. Matt would get really upset at us. But you can't put together three-piece tickets, right? A little three-piece meal. And what do you open yourself up to? You know, one and one going into the third. If you beat, you're a loser, right? That's kind of like the simple end of how short tickets get you in trouble. All right, next up. It's a Twinkies. Kenta Maeda on the bump. Minus 135. I can't believe we Right in that rake with Joe Ryan yesterday. But man, 135. Kenta Maeda versus Fernando Cruz opening it up for the Reds. And then I think maybe you're going to get a follow from Ben Lively, maybe. Yeah, I mean, that's that was the best that I got. Maeda's been really good. 4 5 ERA, 1 2 2 whip. However, not buying it, right? The indicator's all below 4. Expected ERA and Sierra, both at 3.9. That's kind of where I see him. True skills, let's call it. 26K to 6 walk again at 20%. KBB, 12 and a half swing strike, 29 CSW, 35% ball, 34 O swing, 85 Z contact, right? So I know it's a lot to throw at you sometimes, but the control is there, inducing whiffs, inducing chases, winning in the zone. I mean, there's a lot to like about Maeda. He's always kind of been that too many fly ball guy, but he's limited the barrel, so he's kept the home runs in check. The right around average shade on the one and a half. 300 X Woba is the number that I like. He's also been very, very good on the road. 218 batting average allowed, 3-3 ERA on the season 105 stuff plus in the Saris model. In Cincinnati scored yesterday. They're going to do it again. They're really bad. 290 expected Woba versus righties last 30. They have corrected the disciplinary stuff, and I know we normally identify that as a leading indicator. So I think we want to be looking at the Reds as maybe not a dumpster fire, but they haven't been really good either. Too many ground balls, not enough pulled balls. The Twinkies, as always, what kills them? It's the K's. We got a bit of that yesterday as well. They get guys on and they strike out. But I do think they're going to get it. I do think they'll get this one. Minnesota also three ERA list, 44 innings, sub one whip. Cincinnati 2-6 ERA, but the Sierra is at four and a half. But the whip is at one. The batting average below 190. Man, I do like the Twins. Maybe we got a pair. I don't know. 135. I think we got to go back to the well, Jay. You know what I mean? I do go back to the well. It, providing it hasn't gone past that minus 150 barrier, I think we can get the Twins money line. So if it's at 130, minus 135 or better, lock it in. I'm going to move on forward. we got a lot to do. Next up, crime boss Joey Lucchese on the bump for the Let's Go Mets Go, plus 140 dog on the road against Braxton Garrett in the Miami Marlins, minus 155 on the home side. 283 ERA, 125 whip from Lucchese. Big like shaking butt. Heard me. 
5.3K walking array, 5.7 expected 5.12 Sierra, right? Whenever we get, again, the agreement between Sierra and expected ERA is a pretty damn good indicator. That's where the future will lie. 17K to 9 walk, really unimpressive, but the 39% ball rate for Lucchese is way, way, way too high. He does keep the ball on the ground. That's been his savings grace. And he's gotten bailed out as far as home run to fly ball rate. You know, part of that is in the pitcher's control, but double-digit barrel to a one homer nine is not really what you'd expect. 358 expected Woba. Again, more in line with the expected stats, more in line with the Sierra. I think the regression monster coming for Lucchese up against Braxton Garrett, 367 ERA, 115 whip. I was a big Garrett guy coming into the season. 24K to only four walks on the control, which we love. The 30 CSW, right, cold strikes plus whiffs for the new people. Check mark there. 67 first strike, 34 O swing. There's your bully metric. And first strike the chase rate if it's over 100. He's a bully, right? He gets up, he gets ahead, and makes you chase his junk. Garrett's still in, you know, do some chases. I mean, he's been, he's been good. Struggling a bit at home. But when you regress the home runs on XFIP, it's really more of a 3-7, which, again, is not bad. 2-2 ERA last 40 days, but the indicators on that end, really not as good. Let's look at the offense. Here's the problem and why I didn't get with Miami, though I do think Miami wins. The Mets are starting to get it going a little bit. They're starting to lift again. They've cut the strikeouts. Pulling the ball, barreling the ball, 326 team Woba. They've also hit lefties okay, but the expected Woba not really backing it up. Miami, they've just not been bad. You know, they added all these pieces. And it's just not been great. Even the things we think of being kind of the calling card for the Marlins is not really there right now. Stub eight walk, 11 and a half swing and strike, 85 zone contact as a team, last 500 plate appearances. So the disciplinary stuff, what we expect for the Marlins, kind of high contact, they're going to get on, maybe doubles, and then steals it turning into runs. We haven't seen that. The hard eight rates are there, but the ball's on the ground way too much. 47 and a half. Ground ball for the Marlins. Again, I'm kind of a chicken ass right now. Maybe we should, like, pair him, Jay. Right? And, like, that's kind of been my answer lately, heading into the... Heading down the stretch. When you get to a couple scratches on your chin, you know, maybe you don't want to lay out for the juice. You kind of pair him at a lower risk. Right? So, like, maybe you go Miami plus Minnesota and try and get back on the horse for both of them. They both washed yesterday. I fully expect them both to bounce back. So we could go with that. That'll get us a nice spot, too. You can kind of dial down the rest of one or two, Jay. And we'll go Minnesota plus Miami. Welcome to Miami. Next up. Oh, this should have been like the marquee matchup. Yeah, daddy. Blue Jays and Yankees. Yeah. Late September. Yeah. No. Oh, you say Kikuchi. I say the Blue Jays fixed this guy, and he looks like a legitimate starter. I mean, good for you. Hat tip. 3-8 ERA, 125 whip for Kikuchi, sub for Sierra. And then really the things that matter. 25K to only 7 walk. I mean, 7% walk rate for Kikuchi is a big it's a big deal. Yes, the home run rate is still at 1-5. But the miss rate converted into batted ball quality has improved also. You know, 38 fly ball and eight and a half barrel for Kikuchi is a pretty large improvement. So you got to like what you've seen from him. 4-8 ERA last 40 days, but the indicator is all at like 3.5. Kikuchi's been really good. 106 stuff plus, 102 pitching plus on the Saris models. Okay, Kikuchi's been good. Clark Barr, holy Schmidt, pitching for the Yankees. 
minus 105. I mean, this one, you know, I don't want to, I hate to back the Yankees because they're so bad. Damani asked what's going on top of the morning. Top of the morning to you. Arr. So the clock bar has been pretty good as of late. Four and a half ERA, 135 on the season. I know 5.8 ERA last 40 days, but the indicators are all at four or below. He's kind of corrected those problems, at least somewhat against lefties. Now we're seeing a lot of the season stats sort of get dragged into viability. The control has been good. The walk rate on the year for Schmidt down to six and a half, 34% ball, 65 first strike, 44 ground ball, 31 hard hit, right? So doing a lot of things we like. Getting your strikeouts, not walking anybody, getting ahead, keeping it down, keeping it in the yard. I know we use a lot of numbers, but that's why when you roll with us and go, listen, go check the sheet, man. It's free. You know what I'm saying? I understand, uh, you know, people don't necessarily want to pay for stuff. I try and keep it cheap as can be. But right now, if it's free, it's for me. And, you know, I feel, I think I think I'm very good at it. Segmenting stats, compartmentalizing them, and trying to make them really organized. So you end up kind of reading the template. And after a while, it's just human nature. You kind of, you know, muscle. Your brain's a muscle, right? You, you you're training it to think in a certain way, but you begin to think surface stats, ERA, whip, OPS. Do the indicators validate it? Then you go to discipline, walks and strikeouts, swinging miss, in zone, chase rates. Then you go to elevation, does it keep it down? Is it, is it in the air? And then you get to batted ball quality. We should only be there if the other things bring you to that point and then split. And really, again, forming that template will just get that muscle right. Were you not allowing any one split or any one stat to kind of tip the scale? You're always thinking of these pitchers in terms of like a tapestry. Because remember, you know, there are pitchers that get by on limiting contact. There are pitchers that get by just on control. There are pitchers that get by to get on needing all the swing and miss stuff. Again, a guy like Snell is a perfect example. Sorry, he's going to win the... Uh... Oh my God, I'm ruining this. Sorry, he's going to win the Cy Young with a million walks because he knows, like, I'll walk you. And I'm going to strike the next guy out. So you remember, di- different approaches, different strokes, different folks, all the nuance of the context you get when you roll with us. So Kikuchi and Schmidt should be a really good one. Again, unfortunately, this game is kind of meaningless. Toronto offense has gone in the tank again. So frustrating. 210 batting average, last 500 PAs, 650 OPS, a 26% hard hit rate, 6% barrel, that's a 79 WRC+. plus. Yankees not doing any better, 204 batting average, 641 OPS. The thing you want to look at here, the reason why you got to be careful with the juice, or I shouldn't even say it's slight juice, but even backing the Blue Jays, the only thing the Yankees have done well is hit lefties. I mean, they have really hit lefties. It's like, it's so, such a stark difference. In splits, it's really abnormal. 347 team Woba for the Yanks against lefties last 30. Backed up, validated right with a 333 expected. You always want to make sure that the underpinnings are there. Your flip side to right 290 gets Bryce so bad. You know, so, so bad. Yankees taking the walks 13% of the time. They've lifted. They pulled. Again, I know I've been, I've been singing the praise of Kikuchi, but you do got to keep an eye on how that matrix is probably not the best for him. I think you got to like Schmidt and the Yankees today, believe it or not. Ugh, feels so dirty back in the Yankees. Ugh, they're, they're really bad. And then when you look at the bullpens again, if you like the Blue Jays, right, you're not buying the BS I'm slinging, I would keep it to an F5 Toronto bullpen's been just awful, awful. Six, Nearly a six ERA, 38 innings. That's a 1-5 whip, 45 fly ball, nearly 40 hard hit. That's the kind of stuff that'll get you in trouble. So today, probably not the day 
to go with the man. I got Yankees on the algo. I got Yankees at five. I got Yankees like all the way, May. Man, I'm like, I'm like almost about to bet the Yankees against the Blue Jays, but no, I think I'm gonna save it. If you want to check me out later again, I'm not trying to show my own stuff, but I think I'm gonna put I'm gonna put the parlay together. That's been my favorite way to get exposure to these games. You know, like we're already building it, right? You kind of get Again, I like Minnesota, I like Miami, I go the Yankees. You know what I mean? I kind of get my exposure that way. I want to softly in this season. I'm sorry if they're the boomers out there, the strictly straight betters. Again, I think these things are viable, so you can get a piece of them. But just, I want to be honest. You know, I don't want to, the worst thing I think I can do is improperly frame my own procedure. You know, because I have the sub stuff and then we're putting bets here. And it's very important to me that we're being extremely clear about application. So, that's that. Again, I think the Yankees get it done. Next up. All right, let's not bury the lead. I got to hurry up a bit. Up on the over full game, White Sox, Jose Urania in Washington and Jackson Rutledge. This one could get ugly early. Jose Urania, it's malpractice. He's even out there. 8-5 ERA, 1-9 whip through 29 innings. That's an 1,100 OPS. Jackson Rutledge only has three and two-thirds. He got cracked. He's a 17 ERA. Of course, listen, he's not going to be a 17 ERA pitcher, but anytime you're going to feed pitchers that have home run issues, like both of these guys, Urania, 3-7, homer 9. Rutledge, 2-5, homer 9. Washington is a really bad spot to pitch. Rutledge hasn't pitched at home yet. Arena terrible on the road, 300 batting average allowed, 1050 OPS, 8 ERA, 2.7 homer 9. I mean, I don't even know if you need the offensive stats for this one. Both of these teams are not very good, but it really shouldn't matter. The starting pitching is gross, and the bullpens are not far behind. Chicago has a nearly 5 ERA through 546 innings, not to be outdone by Washington with a 5 ERA through 550 innings. So it's pretty bad. All the way across the board. Also weird, the White Sox offense, though they stink and we're not going to get off that, they do have pieces that rock and roll. Like Luis Robert hit a home run yesterday. Eloy Jimenez hit a home run. I mean, these guys are, are good hitters. So, so, again, I always want to make sure that we're adding nuance and context, especially when we're kind of, you know, doing the tongue-in-cheek kind of dogpiling some of these teams. And again, there's some of them deserve our ridicule. The Rockies deserve to be made fun of. The White Sox deserve to be made fun of for rolling out Jose Arrania. However, that does not make Luis Robert a bad hitter. Right, so let's be let's just let's be fair. You know, when Vaughn is swinging it, Eloy is swinging it again. We're gonna, I think, and I think that's exactly what we're going to see. I think Rutledge is in trouble. I think Urania is in trouble. This one I saw, Jay, was it was it under ten? I'm just going to move on, but I guess I open up my big mouth. Even if it is ten flat, if it's ten and a half, I don't want. But providing it's ten or less near that even money, we're going to just move it on up to the east side, Philadelphia Phillies, and Christopher Dirty Sanchez. On the road against Spencer Strider and the Bravos. You know, this one is really a cross-off for me. Obviously, whenever you see Strider on the bump, you want to back him and the Braves. Whenever, you know, you have a decent pitcher that, like Sanchez, you want to back him, but not against the Braves. So, I don't think this one is worth the juice. And it's not just, Sanchez has been very good, right? That's number one. 3-4 ERA, 105 whip. The indicators all at 3-7 or below. 4% walk. 31 CSW, 67 first strike, doing a lot of things that we like to look for. He's been death to lefties and, like, excellent on the road. He's a 167 BA allowed, 129 ERA, 0.4 homer 9. That's Sanchez. Strider, we know he's awesome on any given day. He's a pop with, like, 15 strikeouts. But the Philadelphia offense has been really good. They're also top two against righties, Woba, and expected last 30. Double-digit walk rate, top three hard hit rate, double-digit barrel rate. 
Atlanta, we know, is freaking awesome, even without Acuna. So I'm going to just leave this one. The totals get all jammed up. The prices get all jammed up. There's going to be some sharp people out there somewhere betting on Dirty Sanchez. But again, even if he's good, you just it's very hard to model out the Braves get shut out. When you're facing Strider, it's hard to model him to give up, you know, more than two or three through five. So you're just kind of walking yourself into a position where there's no really no need to go after it. Right now, the Braves bullpen has really struggled. 7.6 ERA, but the Sierra at 3.7. All the rest of the stuff has been trash. Too many home runs, just too many everything. Too many men on base, too many hard hit balls, too many fly balls. So I would say with this one, if you are one of the sharper cats out there, doing the underdog thing maybe the answer is like philadelphia with the run line like if that was plus money that's probably a pretty cool bet jay just bring it up just out of my curiosity hook me up here full game run line philadelphia getting the run all right i was hoping it had a plus in front of it doesn't everyone's at minus one of 15 and if you're wondering this beautiful at bet same jay clear your throat using it to shop around my mama told me you gotta shop around again like sometimes Sometimes things sell themselves. I would say Betstamp being one of those things, right? Showing you all the different stores at all the different prices. All you got to do is press the lowest one. They're live links to Jay and tell them all about it this time. For sure, John, I got you here. Um, Betstamp, uh, if you're trying to improve as a sports better, the easiest way to do so is to use an odds comparison tool like Betstamp. Betstamp compares odds across every sports book, including games, player props, and futures. Save time and money by downloading the app today uh if you want to help support the show uh you can find you can do so by uh clicking the link on screen or into the description betstamp.app forward slash call to the pen uh that page just takes you to a bunch of different sports books and if you're looking to sign up for them click through and uh, if you sign up it helps support the show so back to john all righty Jay, I got to really hurry up. That was an excellent job as always i'm just not pacing to finish on 40 minutes although in my defense it's a freaking impossible task. All right, let's go. It's the Guardians, Logan Allen, Weapon X on the bump, minus 165 dog on the road against Steven Cruz and the Royals with cheese. I liked Allen, but like, I don't know. It hasn't been great. He kind of walks too many guys. Doesn't really have the swing and miss. He does get the ground balls, but also a lot of kind of hard hit stuff. Again, Allen's been good, but not great. Cruz is going to open. I'm not sure who's going after. I think it might be Alec Marsh. Really hard to back the Cleveland offense as well. The batting average is there. They're not striking out. But, I mean, 47 ground ball, 25 hard hit, 5% barrel. The contact quality is just so poor. They are stealing bases. That's been the saving grace. Again, we've mentioned that. Different ways to skin a cat without scratching its arsehole. Who said that? That if you're not going to wallop, right, if you're not going to hulk out, you got to get on. You got to steal. You know, you have to, have to, have to. So the Guardians haven't been good at that. They're just like doing anything else. And it's, they're not walking. It's it's a little out of character right now. This one's really gross. They're both out of it. Casey offense again in the tank at spurts. They'll show you bits and pieces. But when they start striking out a team that had shown us really good disciplinary stuff throughout the season, I'm just getting away from it. I guess this one's Cleveland. But again, I don't like to put... Excuse me, my oh, nose itch. Something true is coming up. 
I don't like to pay juice for these non-competitive kind of trash teams. I don't mention it with the White Sox, and I was wrong. The problem here is the Cleveland bullpen's been a disaster. I mean, awful. Nearly six ERA last 38 innings, one six whip, two eighty-four batting average. So I think if you like the Guardians, you're either gonna pair that one also, hoping that you know the Royals just gonna fall apart. You don't blow it late or keep it to F5. You know, again, there are always different ways to attack it. You know, it's easy to kind of LOL the Royals and they stink and all that stuff. But if this one's close, the Guardian bullpen's been bad. The Cleveland offense is not good. You know, when you get down to those crunch time, I know that's like the most caveman Ugo Ugo analysis. Bullpen bad, offense good. But those are the things you want. I don't want the good offense or the bad offense. Do I have the good bullpen or the bad bullpen? That's what happens when you bet on, you know, a pitcher. You're not so sure if you're totally back. Right? A little bit of bad luck. This one's 2 2 through 5. And now you're into the pens and you're like, oh my God, I paid one, minus 170 for this. So, you know, just a little bit. Next up, it's Pirates and Cubs. This one was not listed. Jay, do you have it? The Pirate starter was not locked in. I had Bailey Falter kind of everywhere again, if you're unfamiliar with my work. I mean, I have to project starter sometimes. I have no choice but to do that. I try and use the MLB app, which is very, very accurate. Then Rotowire and Fangraphs and try and come up with combinations when they have TVDs or whatever. I had Bailey Falter. Jay, look like it was up. Oh, no. I'm sorry. I was, a little, I was too fast for you. All right, it is up, and it's another one. One is 165. It looks like you're getting Falter on the bump for the Pirates against Javier Assad. Again, I wouldn't touch this one. To me, this one isn't over or nothing. This is our bad chalk play of the day. So just don't pay the chalk for the Cubs. And people see the 310 ERA, 125 whip for Assad, but the expected ERA in Sierra at 4.8 or worse, double-digit walk rate, 40% ball rate, you know, the stuff that we generally want to avoid. The ERA is low at home, but the indicators are not buying it. Nearly one and a half ERA. I'm just not buying it. 92 stuff plus on the Saris model. He's kind of whack. Pittsburgh offense has really struggled, but the Cubs offense is no picnic either right now. The home runs have disappeared. The Run, oh, the runs have disappeared because the double plays shooting to the roof, too many ground balls, not enough hard hit balls, zero your double plays. So again, I, I do I think the Cubs will beat the Pirates? Yes, on any given day, I think the Cubs are going to beat the Pirates. But we also know baseball is like extremely variant, and these things go haywire on days like this when you're not when you don't like it. You know, because they're rolling out a guy with a ton of negative progression on deck. And we've also talked about this. When you want to play favorites, you really want to be secure in the pitching. You also want to cut it to F5s. Why? Because these guys give up runs. You know, the Cubs are not hitting. So, again, Falter is not really very good. He does have a really unique kind of shape on his fastball. I remember studying this. Like a unique, like, release height or something like that. And it's been a known thing that his fastball is, like, really weird. The control has been good. 5% walk, 33% ball. So even without the strikeouts, 40 ground ball, you can see how this guy could get there. So I'm just fading this one. Next up, it's the beer makers, Trevor McGill on the bump, minus 120 dog. He's open, minus 120 favorite, excuse me. He's opening for the Brewers, Trevor McGill, right? Ty Lure is on the Mets. Trevor McGill on the road against Drew, CD, Rom, and the Redbirds. This is another one I like. Could not care any less about this. I like to bet on the Brewers when it's Woodruff, when it's Burns, when it's Peralta, and they refuse to score for him like they did yesterday. Why would I like to bet him in those days? I don't know. I guess I'm a glutton for punishment. Yeah, who cares? But McGill's been excellent, but you're only getting an inning. After that, it's kind of anybody's guess. Rom has been really rough. It's been a really rough go. Six ERA, nearly 1-8 whip through 23 innings, 12% walk, 
39% ball, 53 first strike, just all this kind of messy, 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 messy stuff. 12% barrel, 280 batting average allowed at home with a 5.8 XFIP. Kind of like the Brewers today, but the St. Louis offense has been getting up off the mat a touch. How do we know? They showed us the leading indicators. We know the Cardinals can hit. They also, the disciplinary basket has started to improve in a major way, something we've been talking about for the past week. 19% K to double-digit walk. 10 swing to strike, 30 chase rate. So as a team, last 500 plate appearances, the Cardinals getting it done from a disciplinary standpoint. They're making it get into the zone. They're not chasing. They're not striking out. They're taking their walks. And then you're getting fly balls with the Bauer rate. Boom. Cardinals offense starting to get up off the mat is after they lost Gorman. Remember, they have pieces, right? Arnado and Goldschmidt, even like Walker and these guys, they're not bad. It's really got to be careful dogpiling these teams, LOLing these teams that stink. I agree they stink. But the Cardinals stink because the pitching is a atrocious. They tried to get by all this weak, soft tossing contact stuff that was not going to fly with the new rules, stolen bases, losing the shift, and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So the Cardinals offense is still pretty good, even in a down wave. There's a lot of talent there. I'm going to be careful of it. And I think this is another one that's like, to me, it's over or nothing. Though, be careful with that one. This one's unique. And I think it's F5 over or nothing. Both of these bullpens have been. Excellent. Milwaukee bullpen, 1-7 ERA through 47 innings, one flat whip, 183 batting average allowed. St. Louis bullpen has corrected course since Helsley came back, 3-2 ERA through 45 innings. So that's not bad. So again, I, I don't really want to touch this one. Look for scoring early. If you don't get there, it's, I don't think it's happening late. All right, next up. Gosh, you need to hurry. They, they, there's too many games, people. Next up, Tanner Houck and Red Laundry from Boston on the bump is plus 150 dogs against Nate Ivaldi and the Texas Rangers. Ivaldi's really struggled since he came back. 7-7 ERA last 40 days. The reason I mentioned it because some people see sub-3 ERA, 109 whip. Oh, my goodness. The thing with Houck, and I like Tanner Houck, his ERA creeping up near 5, 135 whip on the season. Again, I've mentioned this a few times. I hope it doesn't come off as broken record stuff, but guys that are not starters tend to burn out at the end of the year. And I think that's what we're getting from Hal. Boston put him in a position where he became an everyday starter. He's at 93 innings. He hasn't taken on a full load every five days. This one I do not want anything to do with. Running theme of the day is like over or nothing. But this one's even tough because the Boston offense has been so bad. 237, Team BA, 670, OPS. Oh, gross. 291, Woba, 78, WRC+. Plus. Texas offense starting to hit, which makes me scared of how I like the F5, but again, I'm worried that Boston won't score. It's just another kind of disaster. You know, we get into these situations with these, like, you know, it's injured pitchers trying to get in innings and teams that are, like, out of it, but not really. Boston's not out of it, but they're never allowed to tank. So they're going to be playing. I don't know, man. So just too many mixed signals for me. Again, the bullpens are a major disaster here. So that would probably lead itself to the over or nothing, I guess. Boston nearly five. Sierra over one five whip last 55 innings. Texas with the six ERA, one five whip, 265 BA allowed last 58 and two thirds. So really hard to back any of these guys. are all really bad. It's just like, you know, it's either good baseball or bad baseball right now. You know, and I guess such is life in the big city. Next up, Blackbirds, Orange Vest, Baltimore Orioles, Kyle Gibson on the road, plus 125 dogs against Hunter Brown and the Astros. These games have been classic, man. Absolutely classics. Loving it. Gibson is really just a guy, and you're never going to get me off that. But, 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 the Orioles have done very well as far as pitching development. And he's hard to fade. 
You know, the ERA's been elevated last 40 days, but all the indicators are closer to four than anything less than one home run per nine of the season. And that's always been the thing with Gibson because he's rocking the 49% ground ball rate, not to be outdone by Hunter Brown at 52. The reason I mentioned is that makes these games kind of hard to cap, right? All the ground balls. BABIP is a thing. Like, are they going to get through or are they going to turn into the double plays? And that's kind of what you're getting right now. Baltimore offense up off the mat, looking really good as of late. Really probably a top five offense, top five in doubles, runs, average, zone contact, hard hit rate, you know, double-digit barrel rate. So keep that in mind. 88 zone contact, 10% barrel. Really a tough team to attack as five hundred PAs. Houston, same thing. 280 batting average, 875 OPS. 42 hard hit, 9% barrel, 371. Team Woba last 500. Again, really hard to kind of go after these guys. Both of the bullpens, which had been so good the entire year, also both struggling. So this one, too many scratches on the chin to go out. I guess I've been a little milk toast today, a little non-committal. But again, when the analysis doesn't bring you there, do you, we want to start betting on nothing? I don't know. I got to have... I'm scrolling through the algo. I do have... You know, I got a Houston by a nose. And that's what this feels like. But we don't want to shortchange Baltimore. I think I like Gibson more on at home than I do on the road. And I think I like Brown more at home than I do on the road. Man, I don't know. Minus 140 again. Maybe I would put them in the bin. But I don't think I could get aggressive with the juice. Brown struggled also. Let's move it on next. This is just like getting this is from bad to worse. I, I don't even know. Rub line or nothing. Colorado and Ryan Feltner on the road against Wakey Wakey, Eggs and Blakey. Cy Young favorite and the Padres. I mean, this is like the three-phase edge of three-phase edges. Feltner, through 35 and a third, has a nearly six ERA, one five one seven five whip. Don't confuse those. One seven five are really awful. Plus five expected, plus five and a half Sierra. Why? 15% walk rate. Five and a half ERA on the road. I mean, this Rockies pitchers with five and a half ERAs on the road is so bad. And Blake Snell's been awesome. Two four ERA, one two whip. The strikeout rate over thirty one percent. The walk rate over thirteen. I mentioned them before. Excuse me for a reason. They hold walk guys, knowing he could strike out the next one. So be careful. He kind of. It's not to say he has good control, right? You can't have that walk rate with bad control, but I think. He knows how dirty he is around the edges, and he doesn't mind. Keeping on, Snell has been unhittable at home also. 192 batting average allowed, 273 ERA, and a 1-7 ERA last 40 days. So this one is a landslide. Colorado offense, terrible, 85 WRC+. plus. Bottom five chase rate, 7% walk, only 10 home runs last 500. Padres offense is rolling, and if you have a feeling like if this season was another like month longer, we'd talk about them sneaking into the playoffs. 129 WRC plus 354, Team Woba 353, Team OBP 80 run score last two weeks. They're just humming right now. No, you really don't want to mess with the Padres. Bring up the run line, okay? This is such a donkey play. This is like the most donkeyest move you can make, but that's what it is, man. If it's at minus 120 or better, I think we'll take the run line. If not, we'll probably what I think. I think I paired it with the Dodgers. I'm like, oh, fuck, fuck it. But, like, I mean, such is life. You know what I mean? Like, what are we supposed to not bet on things we think will win at the ideal price? Like, it's just kind of silly, right? Because somebody said it's a stupid play. So, Jay, I didn't see up. 
but yeah, Padre run line if it's at minus one twenty or better, we'll just take that. I'm gonna move on because we got our we gotta hurry our hurry our arse. Ugh, the run line is at minus one. Okay, one well, the one twenty five we could get. If not, I would go money line and maybe add it to the Dodgers, which is just like, oh my god, we're the biggest donkeys ever. Or you could even go here. I mean, again, you could just add the next one and go with Seattle. You know, these teams are hot right now. This is so ridiculous. I'm going to accept your dog. I'm going to get fired. Luis Castillo on the bump. Off for the Mariners. 308 URA, 104 whip. I mean, he's been excellent. He might get a Cy Young vote or two. He's been freaking excellent. 21 KBB, 33% ball, 64 for a strike. 35 O swing, 80% zone contact. Man, Castillo's been unhittable. On the other side, Yar, Paulie, Blackburn, the Pirate. 414 ERA, 1-5 whip, but all the indicators a little bit worse. I mean, the control we expected from him has kind of disappeared. 38% ball rate, just not any good. And when you combine it with the high ground ball rate, is 41. I expect it to generally be hard. They've turned into line drives, which is another issue on its own. With the walks, you're getting into bad stuff where you're going to get in trouble. Oakland offense is objectively bad right now. 84 WRC+. plus. I mean, Seattle offense, not so great either, but they keep putting it in the air and they pull the ball a lot, so that's turned into production. They've also hit righties pretty well. I think Blackburn is in trouble. And then, of course, if this one's close late, we want to have the edge, even though hashtag we hate bullpens. Seattle bullpen, I mean, objectively, order of magnitudes better than Oakland. Oakland has a 5-3 Sierra last 59 innings, a 5-3 ERA last 636 innings on the year. I mentioned yesterday, 39 losses on the season. So you can mix and match this however you like. You know, you can get Seattle plus the Padres. You can play both run lines if you don't mind eating a little bit of juice. But whatever. Just don't pay the juice on double money lines. That's the thing I'm not doing. Next up, I'm, I have a cross-off here. Alex Cobb and the Giants on the road against Zach Gallen. And the Diamondbacks love betting on Gallon, love Gallon in general, but right now the advantage is looking to the Giants. I can't get myself to bet on them, but again, I'm just have this is bad chalk, and I think I have to send this out like a double cop out. But I do believe it's true that sometimes, right? We already know no bet's better than a bad bet, but I think identifying bad chalk is really important in sports betting. And staying away from those traps, even putting them in parlays. We're like, what was I doing? The model numbers weren't there. The analysis wasn't there. The numbers just didn't back it. But we fall into the jersey stuff. Or even, listen, a guy like Gallon's awesome. There's no question Zach Gallon is awesome. But you just got to be careful because Alex Cobb's really good too. You know, he's a ground ball machine. When he's healthy, he's excellent. And right now the Giants are hitting. 292 team batting average, 847 OPS. 17K to 10% swing strike. What's going on with the Giants right now? 26 line drive. These are all top three metrics. 365, over 133 WRC plus. Flip side to the Snakes, which shapes on their back. 675 team OPS. Only 33 fly ball, 27 hard hit, 4% barrel. These are bottom five metrics. 86 WRC plus. So, I mean, that'll kill you. The Arizona bullpen's been very good with a two ERA last two weeks. Giants up near five and a half. But I'm afraid if you're chasing the juice and gallon early, you're not going to get it. I actually think the sharp plays probably Cobb. Jay, do me a favor. Is the F5 total up? If it's four and a half, I'd even go under. If it's at four, I'm going to leave it. But four and a half, I think I can get there. I have the under on the algo as well. It is four and a half. Let's, let's hit that one. Let's go. Because, again, if the thing I'm worried about is the giant scoring off gallon. 
I don't think it's going to happen. The way Arizona is hit right now, they're not. I don't think they're going to be able to touch Cobb. Arizona off has been just disgraceful, just really disgraceful. I mean, I don't know what happened. It just all disappeared at once for them. A couple of guys, not say flash in the pan, but like, you know, Marquette was crushing and Walker was crushing. Perdomo was crushing. You know, guys had, or maybe a bit hit and miss. I really like Christian Walker. I shouldn't nail him. I think he's an excellent hitter. I think he's got a great approach. But a guy like Perdomo, you know, maybe when he was the best hitter in baseball for a week, you know, maybe we should have known that was going to go to the tank. They have not been great. But the disciplinary stuff for Arizona looking strong. The elevation bass is just terrible in the heart at 2,704% barrel. I mean, that's unbelievable. Next up, last one, it's Alex Fado on the bump, plus 205 for the Tigres, leaving Detroit Rock City, heading over to Hollywood, always up to no good, to face the Trolley Dodgers and Ryan Pepio. This is the other big spread, so, like, you know, I have, I'd probably pair this one with San Diego, which is why I posted that one. So, Jay, I didn't see if you went run lines or whatever on that one. If you did go run line, you could put the other two meetings, so I'm talking about San Diego, Seattle, and the Dodgers. I didn't see what you were doing. I was flying around for my spreadsheets. So if we didn't bet the money line, or the run line on any of them, you could pair all three. If you bet the run line on one, you could pair the other two. If you bet the run line on both, put the run line on the third one. We'll have to get two of three. I mean, obviously we want to get three of three, but I think we'll get two of three. So Fado's been okay, right? You know, kind of just the guy stuff. I do like that he doesn't walk batters. He has kept batters off base. He gets ahead, right? So that's the stuff that we like. But he misses a ton and gives up a lot of fly balls. So if you're a fly ball pitcher that also misses center-center, you're going to be giving up home runs, and that's what we've seen. He's been good on the road, except for the home run rate, two home runs per nine. And again, it's just really hard to face the Dodgers. They're excellent. You know, top three offense of the season, top five offense the last two weeks. Tigers offense in particular versus righties is really bad. They're another one. The Tigers and the Yankees people, you know, we just have to keep this stuff in the front of our mind. Very heavy to the lefty side. So 361 Woba versus lefties last 30. 276 expected Woba versus righties last 30. Wow. Just like the Yankees. So Tigers versus righties are going to get mowed down. And then you get into the bullpen. The Tigers bullpen's been good. Dodgers bullpen as well. Again, I, I sirens agree. I have not gone for run lines when I get strong bullpen stats, right? That's where we like to look for our covers to get them late. So I do like the Dodgers money line as part of a pair. So I would go Dodgers and Padres, Dodgers and Mariners. You know, any two of those three or three of those three. But I'd probably avoid the run line on the Dodgers because the Tigers have been so good. And just in case Fado gets a little bit of luck through five, I don't want to get into a dogfight. You know, we thought Erod was going to handle, not to handle the Dodgers, I just thought a plus money would get in the run for five would be okay, and he ended up getting rocked. Surprise, surprise, Dodgers are really good. All right, let's get out of here, everybody. That'll do it. Fastest show on MLB. Absolutely freaking anywhere, yo. Who does it? Just a metric ton of information every day. Analysis, application, hopefully a joke or two. Bad wrestling reference, at least one a day, hopefully. Jay is doing the quick saunter through today's plays. Like, okay, I'm seeing the Run line for, okay, we ended up on all three of them. That's okay. Because I really think we get them. Again, we're in that we're in that part of the season. Also, if we're back next year, if you'd like us back, rate, review, and subscribe. Leave a comment for the podcast stuff. You want to talk about like a big help. You know, if this show was a big help to you and you want to be a big help to us, good God, those five-star reviews are everything, you know, and Again, tag us, rate us, review us, subscribe us. Stupid stuff that I hate to ask for. Hitting bells, hitting thumbs, and let's get the hell out of here, Jay.
Thank you for picking up what we're putting down here at Call to the Pain HQ. Single-digit regular season episodes left. Can you believe it? We didn't miss a single one. Maybe so proud of the work ethic. Jay, hat tip to you too, my friend. Let's get out of here. Enjoy the games. Enjoy the day. When you're done with the book, enjoy the pay. Hit me up any time of day, any day of the week with your questions. We're here for you on X at Call to the Pain HQ and at John the Gazer. And remember, when you're working this hard, it feels a lot less like luck now. Peace out.